there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Ryan. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore from all around the globe. <laughs> and oh, goodness. It has, for y'all, it probably has only been like two weeks since you've yeah, heard something from us. like that. But for us, <laughs> it has been like a month. Since Ryan and I have had a conversation. It's been a month, but also feels like it's been like two days. This month went so fast. Yeah, it's weird because I was like, I feel like I just talked to Ryan. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, no, there's so much that's happened. that (laughs) It was April. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided doing the alluring bash during may is always the worst decision and each year i just like maybe if i do here we are a little less we'll be fine and each year i'm like i've made a mistake man well let's let's get into this this may be a little chatty one because it's been a minute but that's fine that's why we're here um what did you find alluring in the past month since we um my alluring fact is i'm still painfully single um (laughs) i'm just kidding um no i have two things that i can decide uh one i have a tattoo scheduled at the end of the month i'm getting I, i was gonna get the frog but i changed to a um to a raccoon wearing a cowboy hat so um picks when this episode comes out, I'll be getting it, like, the next week. So I'll show you okay. on the next episode. Um, okay. And then I also got a new car. So oh. it's been a, yeah, it's been an exciting, uh, it's been an exciting month. You don't have to post it, but I want to see your new car personally. I'll send you a picture. I, okay. It's still a Subaru. It's just a nicer Subaru. Yeah, but it's new. I never won't drive a Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> That's me with Volkswagens. As long as yeah. I can, anyway, I'll I'll be in a beetle. <laughs> but that's yeah. just the personal taste thing. You know, I'm surprised you didn't go with the Western frog tattoo thing I sent you. Yeah, well, because I want a frog, but I want to do a wizard frog, like the oh, Loveland Frogman. So okay. I was like, I can't do a cowboy frog 
and a wizard frog you know i i respect that yeah where you're like it's got to be kind of spread out because i have purposely been looking into just western folklore and putting it up on our patreon polls just for you because i was like i I feel like ryan we gotta do something i know we'll just force it i feel like we're we're technically behind in patreon polls because but it's okay like yeah we're as organized as we can be and it will happen eventually it's on the list now so my, uh, before we get here my third alluring thing is my uh my favorite hockey teams in the stanley cup and i know only like two people in our audience care about it so i'm speeding <laughs> through it but go knights um anyway um kimmy has an exciting one what is, was your luring thing last month, Kimmy? Oh, oh my god, I got engaged, you guys. About damn time, honestly. <laughs> it it's been like it's been three years. So yeah. I was I was ready. He was ready. It was very sweet. We went to uh Mexico. We went to Exarte in Mexico, which was all inclusive. And I have nothing but positive stuff to say. Like the food, five stars. Like <laughs> amazing. But um, it was just like really romantic and sweet. And he proposed, and he knows me because it's a gold ring with opal. And, and like I don't know. I don't. Did I send you a picture? Yeah. There it is. It's all fancy. Well, so yeah. I'm excited, and he's excited, and. that happened so that's a big thing that happened uh i hit my goal weight so that's another hell yeah dubs all around in may may was a good month apparently it was a solid month man i just feel like i've had so much happen i've started cycle syncing for all you moon girls that know all about that and that has helped me tremendously too but yeah just like everything's good i could talk for hours about stuff and (laughs) we don't have the time i do want to take a moment to be on this platform and publicly apologize to ryan though because (laughs) (laughs) i'm a very i've been telling people i've been engaged in person because edgar and i are very social and we'll see our friends like every other day or someone different will be at our house every other day and i was like Oh, I'm going to tell Ryan the next time we record. And then I was like, oh, we'll record next week. And I'm like, oh, no, we'll record next week. And then we'll record next week. And, like, my brain was like, oh, it's fine. And then I'm like, oh, I'll post it because I've told my core people about it. And then Ryan sends me (laughs) my story. Like, were you going to tell me you got engaged? It was like midnight, I think. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I was like, oh, fuck, I thought I told you. And my, the other thing is, I don't know why, but um, my period started the day of my vacation. So I was on two brain cells, drunk in Mexico for four days. (laughs) It's probably the best way. Well, not the whole that the the two brain cells drunk in Mexico is the best way to spend a vacation. Maybe not the first part. Not the first part, but yeah. the other the other part yeah. of it. The was other half fantastic. of it sounds about right. Amazing. It was great. So, but so 
Ryan, after roasting me for a while. <laughs> You're forgiven, though. Now knows. Thank you. Yeah. I felt bad because, like, I'm very well, picky because I wanted you were one of my core people. I wanted to let know like you. I also kind of figured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked like, about it. Because <laughs> Kimmy was like, he's going to propose in Mexico. And I was like, yeah, he's probably going to propose in Mexico. So I just was under the assumption, you know, but. He, he just, he wanted me to say something, and he found yeah. out through a story, which I yeah. get. That hurts. <laughs> right in the heart. <laughs> right in the heart. But hey, you know, we're good. We're square now. Um, Ryan has just, we've been friends for a while, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. Because if Ryan just got engaged and I found out through a story... I would be raging. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. Ryan <laughs> Huskins. <laughs> I was like, what? You haven't even asked me for her astrological sign yet? You're a liar. <laughs> uh, Man. Um, well, it's good to be back. Good to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. You know You know what's... Not, hmm. not, not good to talk to? Yeah, what's not? Yeah, who's not good to talk to is this <laughs> week's episode. Of Roll campfire sounds. A terrible science experiment gone wrong, resulting in humans that aren't the least bit strong, with lanky bodies and head misshapen like melons. These cryptid jacked cars and can't can be identified as felons. <laughs> so when wandering devils rode alone at night, keep an eye out for them or you'll be in for a fright. Kimmy. Um, I was going to try and do like a Midwestern Michigan accent. I, I can't. <laughs> uh, a terrible science experiment, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's more Canadian than Michigan, but anyway. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. We, we're we're pure Canadian with it. When wandering devils rode alone at night, you know. <laughs> oh Jesus! Are, here we what are. the heck are we talking about? Wow! Don't you know? On your next trip to Minnesota, no, on your next trip to the eastern side of the United States, try to avoid traveling any isolated dirt roads through the forest at night. Though this is good advice in general, um, you may find yourself wandering these types of roads in Ohio, Michigan, or Connecticut, and if you are, be ready to run. There's a territorial humanoid cryptid with a deformed head that is wandering the forest at night. And if you are unlucky enough to encounter one firsthand, don't stop to take a selfie. Run. If they catch you, they're going to end up making you their next meal. Now, Thanks. for all our video listeners, here is the lovely Melon Heads. And for all our adoring audio listeners, uh, you can see this image by going to our YouTube or you can go to our website, alluring.com, and check out our blog to see it or instagram um some og instagram not instagram og alluring <laughs> listeners may be a little familiar with this one um it is revamped and it has more lights and shadows and i am quite pleased bing, bing. with it so this week we will be talking about 
cryptids that are believed to be human experiments gone wrong. These cryptids are known as melon heads and have been a part of American folklore since the mid-19th century in parts of Ohio, Michigan, and Connecticut. Their most famous sighting has been seen near Lake County, Ohio, and their legends are still used to scare kids to this very day. So we got the melon heads for this one. I don't know. Did I ever tell you about the melon heads? No. No? <laughs> oh, buckle up. Oh, this is a, this, this is a good cryptid because it's got the folklore. It's got the sightings and it's just got it all. And that's okay. why I really love it. So And unblurry photos, right? And we're going to continue with the muscle mm. <laughs> um, So, completely ignoring Ryan's question, the oral stories of the ominous melanids have been around from the mid-19th centuries. That being said, it's a bit difficult to pinpoint the exact origin story for these humanoid beings. That's because there's a collection of possible ones that popped up all around the same time in different locations. So it's much like the chicken or the egg theory. It's unclear which of these legends came first, so different variations of them all attribute to the possible origins of this creature. Um, okay. Mainly... Michigan, Connecticut, and Ohio. So I want to kind of go through them. There's a lot of similarities between them, and but they're all kind of unique to the area. So the first one, we are going to Fairfield County in Michigan. So this legend tells of how there's a group of children with hydrocephalus, which I think is how I say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone for a month and I can pronounce shit. <laughs> so these people lived in a junction insane asylum near Fleet Mansion in Michigan. These children tragically endured physical and emotional abuse from both the staff and other children due to their medical condition. Because of the constant abuse, one day they became feral and were released into the forest surrounding the asylum. <laughs> so... <laughs> The workers are just like, nah, fam. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah. So, some variations of this legend say that the children once lived in the mansion itself, but later retreated to a system of caverns or caves in a nearby hill left over from an abandoned zoo, which is very oddly specific. But yeah. Um, they went ape shit is what I think happened, and there was just some confusion and text being rewritten over and over oh. again. You know, that's what. Yeah, that makes sense. There's your pun, yeah. by the way. We're gonna start early with that. Just sneak that in, because if I don't put it in the show notes, thanks. Uh, you need to do like the sound of disappointment, and that would really. Uh, that was a sarcastic clap. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you if you listen very closely, there's a difference. <laughs> it's slightly dragged at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, some versions of this legend says that the children devised a plan to escape and kill the doctor that abused them. Since no. there was nowhere for the children to hide the body, they cut it up into small pieces and hid it around the mansion. Mm. So, 
That's one of the more short ones, okay? Okay. But that has locational impact, because that's one of the more, um, that's one of the buildings they are associated with. Okay. Okay? And we'll get more into it later. Everything kind of ties together, so we got to go through, like, the origins first. So the next one is from Connecticut, and this is the most common one that's heard, okay? So, this version takes place in an asylum for the criminally insane in Fairfield County. Now, I do want to do a precursor, because I looked. I did a lot of research, and apparently there's a Fairfield County in Connecticut, and then there's one in Michigan. But if I am completely wrong, just know I went to school for art. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) anyone that's into geography... Please take over, because <laughs> I, I don't know. But for the sake of what I could find, we're going to say they're different places. So in the fall of 1916, there was a mysterious fire that burned down the building, resulting in death of all the staff and a majority of its patients. That's all except for 10 to 20 inmates that were unaccounted for. These surviving inmates escaped into the woods, and in order to survive the harsh winters, they resorted to cannibalism at a time and went on as their sanity slipped away and they soon began to inbreed. This caused them to develop hydrocephalus. So the other version of this tale involves a colonial-era family of Shelton Trumbull, that were banished because of witchcraft accusations. Just like the legend of the inmates, they also resorted to cannibalism, which led to inbreezing, which led to the development of hydrocephalus. And I do want to put a precursor. When researching hydrocephalus, um, those two things don't lead to it, but for the sake of the legend, I guess it does. So... (laughs) So, I wouldn't say go to cannibalism, but apparently cannibalism inbreeding hydrocephalus makes melon heads is the secret well, formula. Well, probably more so the, like, inbreeding part, you know, because if, if, like, one person has, like, or multiple people have, like, the recessive gene for it, then it's possible. Yeah. Probably oh, okay. not much the cannibalism part. That The cannibalism part's more so just they went crazy. Okay, that, that makes sense. Because I was really stuck on the cannibalism. I was like, how does that affect this? Yeah. Well, because I'm not an expert on cannibals, but I'm pretty sure there's a thing where, like, if you eat a person, you get, like, essentially, like, a rabies type thing. You don't actually get rabies, but it just makes you, like, loopy. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, every Native American legend I heard growing up in Arizona was, like... It's better to croak than to eat someone. Yeah, fair enough. Because you will become evil. You know, mm-hmm. like that was how all those stories were. I'm like, sounds great. <laughs> it was like another fear of something yeah. on the reservation, you know. <laughs> Woo! So the final one, and this is the most popular one, takes place in Ohio. And they are all surrounding a man by the name of Dr. Crow. Oh. get those get those laughs out because this is the darkest one okay so uh, we'll see about that yeah um 
So the first legend of Dr. Crow seems like a tragic tale from a horror movie. A sadistic scientist by the name of Dr. Crow. Or sometimes Dr. Fudge. But I saw it like three times. So (laughs) I'm going to just. What's the difference? I don't know. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I can't. I maybe his name was Fudge, and they're like that doesn't make for a good story. His friends call him Doctor Fudge. <laughs> maybe it's like hyphenated, you know? Mm, so it's Dr. like Crow, Crow Fudge. Fudge. Yeah, mm. Doctor Crow Fudge. Crow. Yeah, but then yeah. you can't do the legend; it just gets messy. So they yeah, just shortened it's too it. Too much, too many words. There we go. So anyway. Bird doctor had acquired some children. Oh. Um, some lore suggests that the children were kidnapped. Other lore says that the doctor made a deal with a local mental hospital he worked at to get them. Regardless of how it happened, he had seven children he kept in his facility and lab in Kirkland, Ohio. While these children stayed in this facility, they were victimized by Dr. Crow's experiments. Oh. He'd perform torturous experiments on them day in and day out. Then one day, Dr. Crow injected... (laughs) I'm not laughing at this story, you guys. Ryan just keeps crowing like a bird (laughs) in the background. It's so dark. I shouldn't be laughing right now. Okay. Then one day, Dr. Crow injected chemicals into their brain. This caused their heads to become abnormally large, causing the children to develop hydrocephalus. There it is again. There it is. He continued to do more experiments with their heads, causing them to become more deformed and them getting the name Melon Heads. With all the abuse the children sadly endured, they became insane. Soon, the children could no longer take it, and after years of the abuse, they brutally killed Dr. Crow, burned down the facility, and wandered into the forest of Crybaby Bridge. Mm. And, like the other legends, to be able to survive. I shouldn't be smiling during this. This is awful, right? (laughs) To be able to survive, they would resort to cannibalism, which led to inbreeding, which caused them to lurk into the woods till this very day. So, this is the dark story of Dr. Crow, okay? Mm. We have the next one, which puts him in a much kinder light, okay? So, this legend tells us about the caring and compassionate Dr. Crow and his loving wife. The couple lived in the woods in a cabin away from the townsfolk where they cared for a group of children with hydrocephalus. They loved these kids and they were, they were like their foster kids and they treated them like their own. They did everything they could to protect them from the locals that ridiculed them and referred to them as melon heads. And they just didn't like this. They're like, we're going to take care of them. We're not going to bully them. We're not going to call them melon heads. They're just going to be our kids, you know? So Mrs. Crow did everything in her power she could to make sure the children stayed in the home and wouldn't wander near the town so they wouldn't get harassed for their appearance. With the couple being so understanding and compassionate, the kids quickly grew attached and they all became a loving family. But this isn't a happy story. 
one day, Mrs. Crow had passed away, and this caused the children's world to collapse. Lost without their mother, they panicked and ran through the home. Dr. Crow did everything he could to calm them down, but during the panic, an oil lantern was knocked over and set the house on fire, consuming the poor children and the doctor in the flames. This lore origin suggests that the children are now ghosts who wandered the area, trying to find their mother, mother and hurting anyone else that comes in contact with them. So, though we will never know for sure which legend is the true story of how the Melonheads came to be, we know that these dark and ominous tales tell of people who experienced a tragic event that led to them into becoming something from a horror movie. With all these tales being a combination of malnutrition, cannibalism, and inbreeding with these groups of people created the subgroup of a humanoid creature that lurks in the woods to this day. The dark origins of this creature make it clear why the Melonheads are so spooky and have grown in popularity as a scary urban legend to locals. So... I think it's wild because all those stories were like the same kind of time. Yeah. And it's like they all have the same basic plot, but it's just like a little bit different here and there. To me, I personally really like the Ohio one because I feel like the kids being ghosts is a little bit more plausible. Oh, the second Ohio one. The second one. But I feel like the first one is what people have embellished the story to be. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, in, like, the old 90s cartoons, like, a lot of Courage the Cowardly Dog episodes where it's, like, mm-hmm. the scary monster, and it's like, oh, no, this monster does all this bad stuff, and then Courage goes and sees the monster, and it's, like, making them tea, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's what it is to me. It's, like, it was really, like, a good person, and they were just doing these things to help, and then shit just went down, you know? And then everyone was like, oh, he did all these awful things. But I like to hope for the best as well. (laughs) Make it a little combo of the first and second. The first and second. You think it's like a little bit of the both of them? Yeah. Okay. The wife maybe was like a nice lady, but the doctor maybe not so much, you know? You know, I like that. I like the little bit of... Mm-hmm. one was good one was bad maybe maybe That's they burned the, on the house on purpose yeah then the kids were like we don't got our mama and we don't want to be with you so we mm-hmm. are head out mm. you're welcome michigan or ohio we figured it out <laughs> we found the true story <laughs> we figured it out well there didn't take that long too just took like Mm-mm. 15 minutes yeah, it was it was easy <laughs> uh Man, I don't know why researchers have such a hard time. It's just yeah. so easy. Just make it up. Just make it up. <laughs> the truth is, if you just put it in a book, give mm-hmm. it 10 years, yeah. someone, someone will read it. it. Mm-hmm. Probably me. Look at me. <laughs> so Get a chance. <laughs> Take a chance. Uh, oh, the book is called Fact or Fiction. Um, anyway, so now... <laughs> about the name Melonheads is it's not like a cryptid name we typically run into where it's described based on the location and physical feature. 
Um, the name is to believe to come from the word Melagon, which was bastardized into the term melonheads. So during the 19th century, there were a group of people living quietly and independently in the backwoods of Connecticut. And since they kept to themselves, the rumor mill of local towns started buzzing and they would tell legends and stories of them being a type of boogeyman to keep people from wandering in the woods to interact with them. So we see this a lot in folklore, like the mm-hmm. legend of Baba Yaga is a great example, where someone is living their own best life on the outskirts of town and the local town folks just can't wrap their brain around it. So they refer to them as a witch and say all these awful things when in reality, they're just living peaceful lives. Yeah. So thankfully, over time, Melonheads became the name of this urban legend science experiment gone wrong and People use it to describe an ominous creature only now. Yeah, it in people with big heads. Yeah, it's it's just like, I don't know. I don't think it's that creative. If you're going to be mean, no. go bobblehead direction, you know? And I mean, like, like what, if, it, if it's still an inbreeding thing, what, what's the, the Hatford jaw, right? Like, oh, yeah. Every royal person has, like, the... Yeah. Uh, like this, this is just the... the where were they? Uh, backwoods of Connecticut version of that. They just had big heads. <laughs> it's a locational feature. It changes yeah. from one location yeah. to another. <laughs> Ones have extra pinkies. Others have like extra noses. Yeah. It just depends where you go. Some people just have big heads, you know? I have yeah. a big head. <laughs> this hat is on the last straw. <laughs> last last, last thread, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really holding on there. <laughs> so... Now we know all about the origins, and we know what the creature's name is, and I'm going to hand it over to Ryan to tell us some first-hand sightings. And boy, are there a lot. All right. This first one is in 2009. So in the early autumn of 2009, a witness by the name of J.B., not J.Z., also (laughs) encountered the melonhead. It was around 10 p.m. at his home near the woods of of Wisner Road, Ohio, when he heard his dog start to panic. And as we all know, trust the dog. Uh, Barking aggressively, the owner ran outside to see what the dog was panicking about. When Jay got outside, he saw his dog lying on the ground, bleeding and whimpering. R.I.P. baby. Uh, Jay looked into the woods and saw a small, pale figure with an enormous head. The creature made eye contact with Jay and then ran back deep into the forest. The next day, Jay followed the tracks, but found they had stopped near the creek, and he hasn't seen a melon head since. So automatically, they're chaotic evil. Yeah. In my, in my, I don't care what happens for the rest of this. <laughs> they could have Spoilers. repented. They could have died yeah. for our sins. Nah. <laughs> you know, I... It's been a minute since I wrote these because I wrote these before I went on vacation and I forgot about the dog thing. And now I'm a little, yeah. I'm a little sad. It's sad. Uh, but don't let that distract you from the year 2000. Oh. Because a girl by the name of Kelly Tom Burdison, which is just such a long name, and a group of her friends were exploring the grounds of the then abandoned Felt Mansion that can be talked about earlier. While exploring, they heard something rustling in the woods, and 
At first, they brushed it off as a raccoon, but that's when they saw a man with a strangely large head appear about 50 yards out. Trying to be friendly, one of her friends yelled, hello, and that's when the man let out a grunt and started to speed walk towards them. (laughs) Then the group of teens ran. That's when the strange man started to do the same and chased after them. The teens booked it to their car with the stranger in high pursuit as they scrambled to the car and got the hell out of there. That was the smartest thing they could have done. Yeah. I The one dumbass friend in the group that was like, I'm going to say hi. I hi. can picture them. Exactly what they look like. That's the first person who dies in the horror movie. That's the person you leave behind. If you have yeah. to leave someone behind, mm-hmm. it's the person that poked the bear. Because that's the yeah. one they'll be looking for the rest of the night. <laughs> All right, so fast forward a year. This is 2001. A witness by the name of Tony in Chardon, Ohio. Tony was in the car with his stepfather, mother, and stepbrother. They were driving down Chickaloke Road, I, I guess, in Chardon in hopes of seeing the famous melon heads. After driving for an hour, they were about to head home. That's when Tony heard something strange from outside his car. Turning his head, he saw something running next to his vehicle at the pace of 40 to 50 miles per hour. So those girls, this is either a different melon head who's a lot faster, or those girls got really lucky. In the last story. That's very fast. Well, the other one may have got tired from speed walking first. You know That's what I true. Mean? If he would have started out in a sprint. <laughs> I like cheetahs. They can sprint really fast. They run out of steam. Um, but anyway, so its head was huge, deformed, and swollen with tethered, tethered pants held up by what looked like a corn husk and a white shirt stained with red and brown. The two holes on the side of its head, which Tony believed to be his ears and large eyes, the melon head, strange enough, stood about five foot seven. We stand a short king and then quickly <laughs> ran off the road at the same pace and disappeared into the woods. That's fast as hell. Five, seven, two, his legs were like... Pfft. <laughs> you know when you're little you do your hand outside yeah. the car running <laughs> that's what was happening yeah <laughs> you know it's just the creepiest thing about it is he just comes up to the car does that and then goes back so yeah it was a message <laughs> i don't know what that message was Maybe the message was he's fast as fuck, boys. Like yeah, I don't. Yeah, he was just he was just showing off. Yeah, just flexing. he wanted he wanted that guy to know that last year he could have caught those girls, but he decided <laughs> not to. He had to make up for old times. Oh, maybe, maybe that actually, yeah. Maybe when he didn't catch the girls, he's like, "Damn, I really need to train," and he just spent a year just sprinting daily. <laughs> He, Nothing he did, uh, but sprints and leg day. He did a was a Rocky montage because yeah. he still didn't catch him. You yeah. know, still didn't win, but really put in the work. No, but to when say he, he could, I don't think he was trying to chase him. I think he saw a car, and he's like, "Okay, let me see how fast I can run." So he ran <laughs> next to it and was like looking at the speedometer to find out his speed for future <laughs> reference. That's oh my god. Uh, okay. 
we're going to have to keep going with this energy of the melon head just wants to be a track star yeah. with the next story. They really wanted to go to the 2004 Olympics and just, he just couldn't quite make the team. He wanted to represent the U.S. Yeah. Turns out giant heads aren't very aerodynamic. <laughs> oh, this is great. Okay. The, the next story is the one I remember, so... It's all coming together. It's a beautiful picture. Okay. So we're going to go back in time to 1980. So this is when the Melonhead was just a young, spry guy before he could run 50 miles per hour. So a group of high school girls from Notre Dame High School in Fairfield decided to go out for a night drive near Dracula Drive. Side note, if you have a road in your town called Dracula Drive, maybe just stay off of it. Or... Um, on the contrary give it a chance fair enough yeah maybe you like what you find can i make like just a real quick tangent before we get into this um did you see the new spider-man i did yeah okay i'm not going to do spoilers Uh but i may have fallen in love with miguel the vampire latin (laughs) spider-man that makes a lot of sense yeah they they did a great job with that movie. So anyway, give vampires a chance yeah. is just what I'm going to say. Maybe you'll get bit. Maybe you'll get stuck. <laughs> you know who knows? Who knows? Team Miguel cannot be <laughs> <laughs> like. Might be out there. <laughs> well, I I can justify all of his actions. But on the other hand, it could just be Nosferatu. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get from a vampire. It's a risk I'm willing to take. So the same. So Megan, Sue, Deb, Jen, Kim and Karen also decided to take this risk. There's a Kim. She gets it. There's a Kim. Yeah. Kimmy, were you alive in 1980? <laughs> Maybe it was a past life of me. Hmm. It may, oh, everything's yeah. connecting. Maybe Kimmy turned into a vampire in 1980, and she's just been pretending. <laughs> this is actually how I'm recruiting people to let me suck their blood. Is I'm just like, hey. I'm I'm a raging awfully, guy. Give vampires a chance right now. <laughs> That's why I'm so white. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is your mom Brazilian and you're so white? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's my father? Uh. <laughs> he wasn't that white. There's just a lot of things adding up. <laughs> That's why my eyes go- glow gold. Mm-hmm. But who will believe you, right? I'm going to stay a state away, I think. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dracula anyway. Drive with Kimberly. Yeah, so these girls <laughs> knew all about the Melonhead urban legend and wanted to see if they could spot one firsthand. So they weren't even going for vampires. They were going for Melonhead. So they got into the Blue Granada and found themselves down a secluded road that was blanketed by darkness of night. Exiting the vehicle, the girls left the car parked with the headlights on and got out to explore to see if the legends were true. I don't know if you know this, but if you turn your car off and leave your headlights on, uh, your batteries are going to die. Walking down the road, the car headlights, as their guide, the teenagers joked about the melon heads as they walked down the road. Once they were a few hundred feet from the car, they heard the door of their car slam, closed down the dark street. 
Uh, turning around, the headlights got closer as the car started driving towards the group of girls. The girls all proceeded to jump into the tree line of the forest to avoid getting run over by the car. As they looked back in the car, they could finally see the thieves who were driving their vehicle. They were described as to be a size of children. Their wide eyes that glowed with bright orange hue, huge deformed heads, and ragged clothes. These children, looking humanoid, laughed as the car drove into the night, having legends say that they can still be seen driving around the blue Granada to this day. <laughs> so, see, that was the first taste of speed they got. Yep. <laughs> and one of those melon heads, like, he became Ricky Bobby, you know? <laughs> the first thing he remembers was speed, and he's like, I gotta... He's been chasing that high ever since. <laughs> it, it It's so great because that's something I didn't even think of. And I've, mm -hmm. I've read this legend so many times because this is like one of the ones that got me into cryptids, you know? And I've never made the connection that he got the taste of speed and yeah. then like, oh, I need I need to see how fast I go now. <laughs> just, just runs alongside cars. You ain't first, you're last. <laughs> It's like a Dukes of Hazard kind of vibes mm -hmm. too. I'm here for it. <laughs> what else is really quick? Oh my god, our, com our our commercial break with our sponsors. Yeah, so don't go anywhere. Be right back. Love you. Trying to get a non-blurry photo of Bigfoot isn't easy. It takes hours of researching, mapping its location, and tracking the cryptid down. So when you do finally get that crisp picture of Bigfoot, you'll want to frame it for all the world to see. And what better way to frame it than by heading over to FrameBridge. FrameBridge has a wonderful selection of custom frames to pick from, and it's so easy to work with! All you have to do is pick a custom frame, upload or mail your artwork using their free prepaid mailer, and your frame is then built and sent right to your doorstep. And let's just say while getting this photo of Bigfoot, you stumble upon a piece of bark with his claw marks on it. Well, with FrameBridge, you can send it in and get that framed as well. They easily frame 3D objects from an embroidered gift to your favorite alluring podcast tee, or even an award for getting the first non-blurry photo of Bigfoot. From pictures to 3D objects, they got you covered. And one of my absolute favorite features from FrameBridge is the gallery wall creator. Simply upload a collection of your own photos and customize one of their many expertly designed layouts in just a few minutes. They will then send you the framed artwork, hardware, and a life-sized hanging guide. So what are you waiting for? Go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the FrameBridge banner today. Again, go to our website, alluring.com slash sponsors, and click on the FrameBridge banner and get framing today. Fun fact, there's a great new paranormal podcast we think you should check out. It's called Shook. Shook is a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained, hosted by your pals Amanda and Sana. These ladies are no strangers to the other side, and they have both had their own eerie experience with the paranormal. Everything from Ouija board activity and ghost sightings to chilling encounters with sleep paralysis demons. They've been through it all. Santa and Amanda cover a good mix of well-known hauntings as well as the more obscure encounters, many of which somehow involve Harry Houdini? To top it off, they have the best non-fiction paranormal book recommendations. So, 
check out Shook every other Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen. Every season is spooky season in their book, so settle in and prepare to be, well, Shook! Welcome back, campers. Kimmy's taking a drink of water, so I get to do the welcome back this time. Oh, thank you. I want another uh, sip. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that tiny, tiny, itsy-bitsy commercial break that we just had there. Uh, now, we're going to talk about, well, not we, Kimmy is going to tell you about the appearance and the history of these melon heads. And I'm just going to sit here and look cute like I always do. Always. He's Now he's going to drink. I just... <laughs> I'm just a little thirsty today. So, <laughs> melon heads. We should find a way to work that sound effect as a soundboard. I don't feel like we'd use it often, but I feel when we would. <laughs> just a sip sound. <sighs> oh, we should do it whenever I get a little thirsty about a cryptid. <laughs> la 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 la. That will be the one. Okay. There we go. And talk about the cryptids a little more. <laughs> oh, jeez, it's good to be back. Okay. Doctor Crow sit behind you guys. Ow. You gotta do the mic thing too. Where you like ASMR touch the mic. <laughs> just me wheeze laughing the whole time as Ryan does it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm wheeze laughing so much today. I think it's because I had a little bit of a sore throat. Parched. What do the melon heads look like? <laughs> so, the melon heads have a remotely humanoid appearance except for one thing, which is their large, deformed, bald, melon-like heads. So, they look like a melon. Overall, they appear small and frail, standing at three feet in height. So point they're nine. Short kings. So they're short. They're fast, short kings. Short uh, king. Maybe they really like Sonic the Hedgehog. You know. Oh, gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. He's a short king. Blue, like the blue granite, like it all. Everything. He also has a big ass head. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog is a melon head. <laughs> it's not Sonic the Hedgehog. It's Sonic the Melon Head. <laughs> There's also that, like, Appalachian family that's, like, blue. Oh, my God. So the melon heads are just a melon head from that family. <laughs> hmm. They hang a picture of Sonic hmm. as, like, their goal, their, like, vision board. And they're like, one day I will, I will appease my ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the picture of Sonic from the first rendition of the Sonic movie, not the <laughs> second one. Because <laughs> that's all they could find. Um, so, we got a short king. Uh, they are commonly mistaken for as a child at first glance due to their small build. They have long, thin limbs and appear disproportionate. And they are known to have a very pale complexion with ragged clothes. So... 
Due to their appearance, they feel rejected by society and have made homes hidden deep in the forest where they survive off the land. They consume animals in the area, specifically deer. However, on the rare occasion of a full moon, if they stumble upon a human in their territory, they will rip them limb from limb and partake in cannibalism. Uh, because of the harsh environment they have to survive in, they are very violent when approached and don't like socializing outside their own circle. They are also known to have poor eyesight, so it's best to wear dark clothes if you feel there's a chance you may run into them. Anything bright will make you an easy target. So, now on to some... It's kind of like locational history, I guess. This one was kind of hard to find things associated with it, but it wasn't, which sounds confusing, but it will make sense. <laughs> I like, I, I call this section like history, but it's really just like three facts associated with the yeah. creature, you know? So we all know how all these stories vary a little from location to location, but something really interesting is how they're all connected to a supposed asylum. So, there's a building located in Holland, Michigan, and before it was labeled as the Asylum from these legends, it went by a few other names. It all started in the summer of 1928, where the Felts built a mansion as their summer home. The Felts then sold the home, and it changed to a school and chapel. Then, in 1977, the state of Michigan converted it to a state police post and prison. And did you just, how did you make that so quickly? Holy what? shit, that was impressive. I just, because I have the thing up, that was amazing. <laughs> That's going to be in the thumbnail. That was impressive. Holy hell. <laughs> you guys, whenever Ryan's quiet during the talking, He's making something. <laughs> he, the boy, is cooking. Yeah. <laughs> let him cook. Just let him cook, because that was wildly impressive. I, man, I. <laughs> he only flashes it for a second too. I just need to make like a little book of all your unhinged memes <laughs> like and the captions need to be like vague painting titles and yeah. it's like sonic the melon head would be that one and like yeah. <laughs> and that's it <laughs> and then i want to bury the book somewhere yeah and put like some witchy symbols with it so and like make <laughs> the pages look dirty so it's like yeah. some ancestral thing people have to decipher and go mad over it would mm. be great so anyway back to what we're talking about yeah. um so it's now a prison right this is where the legend says that the old building was not only a prison though but it was the home for the mentally insane it was also rumored that the prison was used as a cover since they did experiment testing on the criminals there. Mm. And if you know anything about the government, this one checks out. So, <laughs> since, yeah, since the state didn't have enough of a budget to fund a prison and 
and a mental asylum. They just threw a psychiatric institution into the prison because what could go wrong? Combining both of these in together in one place at one time. So after it was a prison, the National Registration of Historic Places purchased the building and since then has been quick to dismiss any rumors saying it was just a police station. And it's like the asylum never existed. I said that wrong. The asylum never existed. It was just a police station. But I don't know. I don't believe them. I think they're lying. But what do I know? You know, it's not like the government's... We're not experts. We're not experts. That's why we have the clause at the top of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) So when people angry message us, we don't know what we're talking about. I can send them the first 30 seconds of every episode. (laughs) I'm awfully interested in what the heck this next place is, because what a name. (laughs) Um, So, if the asylum wasn't enough to set the spooky scene for this story, there's also some iconic roads where modern-day encounters of the creature constantly occur. So... One location famously tied with the Melon Heads is Cry Baby Bridge on Windsor Road in Chardon Towns. Giagua? County, Ohio. Home of Cry Baby Bridge. Goo Goo Gaga County, Ohio. Sounds like an Ohio county, if you ask me. Checks out. That's what it is now. So Mm -hmm. rumor says, if you go to the bridge at night, not only will you possibly see one of them running around, you may also see the ghost of the evil Dr. Crow firsthand. Then you may hear a crow in the distance, I guess. (laughs) Now, if this sounds like a delightfully frightening evening to you and you want to go check it out, be warned that this road is permanently closed and can only be accessed on foot. So you won't be able to make a quick escape once you're in the Melonheads territory. Um, I'll just tell you because you like brought up the name. I don't want to go too much into it because it's like ghosty things. And we know how people know how we are with the ghosty stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't say we. Me. We both get spooked. That's true. <laughs> we we played the what's that ghost game? Phasmophobia. I don't want to play it because it has the Ouija board option now. I'm scared I'll accidentally touch it. Like yep. that's my fear. And we what? learned from our friends at Strange Talk Radio, maybe don't use the Ouija board in Phasmophobia because you never know. You never know. Maybe the ghosts like to game now. We have no idea. <laughs> but um, the reason it's called Crybaby Bridge is because there's a legend where the doctor throws babies off the bridge. Oh, my God. And that's all I'm going to say with that, because it makes me sad. The whole story Ohio is wild. So that's why it has the name. But um, and like you'll sometimes hear the crying of children. So like okay. that's. The other one. And there's, like, some connections of that with, like, a goat man, too. Like, the scientist becomes a goat man, but... Oh. So, it's, like... I feel like it's one of those spots where, like, 
all the local scary legends have kind of yeah gone together in like a big mixing pot. If that I mean, makes with sense. a name like Crybaby Ridge, makes sense. Yeah, if someone's ever like, you want to go to Crybaby Bridge, I'd be like, why? Yeah, no, thank you. There is nothing of that that interests me. Yeah. <laughs> so, the next location is known to be a majority of where the Melonhead sightings take place. So, it's referred to by locals as Dracula Drive. In a number of towns such as Newton, New Milford, Shelton, Trumbull, and Monroe, a collection of legends place the Melonheads' territory around a mysterious and mythical street commonly referred to as Dracula Drive. So, this road is described as something that's always secluded, rustic, single-lane dirt road that's paved its way through a thick forest it's believed they are part of the melonheads territory which is why so many people encounter them on the road here's the thing none of these towns that have a melonhead legend associated with them have a road specifically labeled dracula drive so depending on the version the legend is told one of several existing streets are mistakenly referred to or coincidentally coincide with Dracula Drive mentioned in the stories. So, um, well, we're going to talk about some of the roads here in a second, but pretty much what that means is they're, they're all different roads with different names, right? This may mm-hmm. be Shirley Drive, this may be Margaret Drive, but locals refer to it as Dracula Drive because it always fits those requirements it goes through the float goes through the forest it's a one-lane road it's dirt it's spooky it's just the vibe for it so you basically wrote a country song when you described dracula drive oh i've fallen so far rustic single lane dirt road that's that's the start of a romantic love song yeah well if i'm a girl singing a country song i gotta talk about how I found oh, my partner cheating on the woods. Secluded, rusty, <laughs> single lane dirt road. Don't like go my... driving down Dracula Road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to like country music because I love folk and bluegrass mm-hmm. and punk. But I think I just. I grew up at a time where all the country music was either he's been cheating on me. Oh, see, Kimmy, you've been listening to the wrong country music. That's the problem. Yeah, or it's like he's like, I love my woman in bikini and my tractors. Or Mm -hmm. it's the duo song on how we are never going to be healthy because we hella toxic, but I I love you. You've been listening to the wrong? I'm going to send you a playlist. Okay. You know, the other thing I don't like about country is the twain. Wow. Like, but that's why I like folk and bluegrass, because it doesn't have it. It has, like, the banjo or the Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, the accent. I was like, I don't know how to help you there. I don't (laughs) like like the twain in, like, the guitar. Yeah. You need some, like, gothic country. That's a thing. Is it? Oh, yeah. Ryan, you're shitting me. (gasps) Oh. Please send me it. Gothic oh, yeah. country? Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh-huh. Well, Kimmy may like some country because I uh-huh. love 
Oh, wow. Well, I, I firmly believe everybody would be a country fan if they didn't listen to, like, radio country. Because radio country yes. is garbage. Well, I grew up in Utah County, and that's all yeah. we had was radio country. That's home country. of the radio country, yeah. <laughs> radio country and Mormon hymns. Like, that's all I yeah. heard, and it was exhausting. Yeah. Jeez. So, anyway, Ryan and I haven't talked in a minute, so that's why I keep getting sidetracked, you guys. <laughs> oh, we were singing about rustic single lane dirt road. You not get sidetracked. <laughs> that's fair. You got, you got to put your heart into it. So... Um, some of the roads for anyone that wants to go exploring, we don't condemn it, but if you see something, send us a picture. We don't condemn it. It's not right. I All say right. That, that means, that means we encourage it right there. We do condemn it. Condone. We don't encourage it. That's we don't, the- con- we don't condone it. Kim, I, Kimmy said we don't condemn it. So you heard it here first, folks. Kimmy wants you to go down a secluded rustic single lane dirt road called dracula drive anytime just go ahead go do it what's stopping you <laughs> don't do it we're not responsible kimmy <laughs> is she 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 just said she would condemn you not doing it stop. no that's not that's not what i mean i don't i for one don't condone it at all that's just me We're not responsible. Uh, I realize you were so rebellious. <laughs> Don't Kimmy, do it. Kimmy goes on vacation one time. He changes. Gets engaged to a bad boy all of a sudden. Oh, my God. Well, take pictures, you guys. Jesus Christ. Okay, so <laughs> the roads are Ed- Edmonds Road in Oxford, uh, Velvet Street in Tumble or Monroe. So this runs between Tasha Road in Turnbull and Judd Road in Monroe near the S. I'm giving you exact (laughs) locations. You're going to make a left down to Shua Road in Trumbull. You're going to find the crossroads. There you're going to dig up some bones, all right? (laughs) Not too many, though. Just like three. Yeah. Leave it for the You're going to recite the ancient chant. The ancient chat is Goo Goo Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> and then you cross Crybaby Bridge. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. And then we got Zion Hill Road in Milford. Um, the roads around Lake Mo- Mogan in Fairfield. All of them. Um, Marginal Road in New Haven. Jeremy Swamp Road. It's not very wow. I really got super specific. It's not a full road. It's just marginal road. (laughs) It's just partially there. Yeah, it's marginal road. You only need half a bone for that one and to recite a quarter of the chant. Um, You will find the chant on our Patreon. You can become one for $3 a month. That's a sneak peek of what it is. Yeah. A little longer than that. <laughs> you need a helium balloon so you can really hit those high notes in it. Um, <laughs> the final is Passive Roads in and around Roosevelt Forest in Stratford. So, 
I want to say I want to say it wrong again. <laughs> I know you're not going to tell me. Yeah, I'm laughing at this image. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Be safe. Make good choices. We're not responsible for what you do, but if something happens, send us photos. Just remember, we condemn you not going on these roads. This is what I get for doing my spells before recording. Okay, this is on me. I accept I accept it now. So, now. If we have learned anything about good, old, creepy urban legend, is if there are bored teenagers in the area, they are going to eat it mm-hmm. uh so uh <laughs> see now we need the sound effect <laughs> <laughs> so a major reason as to why this legend is still so popular is thanks to the underdeveloped frontal lobe of a teenage brain which makes one of them thrust themselves into dangerous situations with friends just to get a glimpse of something spooky Local teenagers would tell of the melon heads encounters they personally experienced from seeing the creatures glowing eyes in the heavily wooded areas to them outright attacking their friends. These legends popped off in the small rural towns and since there wasn't a lot for kids to do during the mid to late 19th century, it's no wonder the spooky legend was talked about from one county to another. To this day, local teenagers still claim to encounter them near Fleet Mansion. They will do evening, oh, they will even do dares amongst one another to go check out the mansion where it's rumored that after years of abandoning the place, the melon heads, or as the teenagers like to call them, the wobble heads, can be seen in the vacant old buildings, moving curtains, having shadows appear through the windows, and making strange noises from footsteps to heavy breathing. And if this isn't scary enough, some say Dr. Crow's ghost still wanders the home and attacks anyone who gets too close. So, from Michigan to Connecticut, whether the story takes place near an ominous road or an abandoned asylum... This legend is still popping off to this day, and I believe it will continue to be told as long as the teenagers keep it alive kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how it goes, you know? If, honestly, I wish we had a spooky legend like this, like, as a teenager growing up, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like the scariest thing I got was snipe hunting, and we Did had like we? yeah that's not scary though yeah we had snipe hunting and we had an old abandoned meat factory by my house yeah and like that was kind of it which was slightly disappointing so anyway that was the taste of disappointment um it's a lot like college actually so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did have the killer clowns that, we were in college yeah. for that. Yeah, that's true. I feel like, I don't know, weren't we at the end of, like, our college with that? Yeah, though? we were, like, juniors, seniors, maybe. I, th- I thought we were, like, seniors when that hit. It may have been senior. I don't remember. If I was a junior when that hit, I feel like I was too stressed of finals in life at the time. Because yeah. oh, if I was sure. a junior, we would have been out there, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was. I don't know where you were. Oh my God. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was the one in the clown outfit. 
I was scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> Ryan was walking by my house going. I'd hear the honking like. I wasn't very good at being a scary clown. I just started making animals nobody was scared <laughs> you you were like you would come clean up after it got a little too intense you'd yeah. be the joyful joyful one like yeah, hey, i'd be good. behind the scary clown like hello my baby <laughs> hello my baby hello my darling <laughs> that's fantastic all right okay speaking of favorite things it's time for your favorite thing it is time. Or is it science or the church? Now, I don't want to say this one's a softball, but I feel like it's a bit of a softball considering you said hydrocephalus about 30 times this episode. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say you're going to explain what the hell that is. You know, it's been a month. I really feel like... You should be confident in your answer. Oh, I'm confident in this one. Yeah. Okay. That's well, what I'm saying. This one seems too easy. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've felt pity because I forgot to tell you about my engagement. So, congratulations. Wow. All right. We'll give myself a little pity clap for that <laughs> one because I don't feel like I deserve this one. But I'm going to take it anyway. I love how much this segment stresses you out because I can't just hand it to you. <laughs> I have to like make it really difficult. Like you feel like you have, I feel like this is your Elden Ring. Yeah. If it makes sense. Well, the times I get it wrong, I just feel like I have a bad week. <laughs> so when I get it wrong, like it's just downhill for the next seven days <laughs> minimum. So it's, mo- it's mostly pressure on myself to okay. have a good week if I get it right. And this is more like your fortune of what's to come is yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. This is like kind of. your terror reading of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a RIP noodles, but bone or no bone day. You know, this is my <laughs> bone or mo- no bone half a month. Like you may get a petty clap, but it's going to be a bone kind of month. So that's, yeah. that's it's, good. It's a, it's a bone month. It's a bone month. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's yeah. A, that's how Am you I right, boys? It. Yeah. <laughs> I felt pity and now I, yeah. I, I regret say, it. You, you did that one. That I, was not me. <laughs> uh, the, the empathy in me is slowly fading. Uh, so, <laughs> though these creatures have never been captured, scientists say it's nothing more than a medical condition. So, me mentioning oh. it 30 plus times in the episode mm-hmm. is a good good indicator of how much it affects these creatures. So, based on how they are described in local legends and seen in artists' renditions of the first-hand encounters, there is a specific possibility that the physical deformality is a result of hydrocephalus. This is a medical condition when the fluid accumulates in the brain, enlarging the head and causing severe brain damage. So this disease is most common in infants, and it's like a one to two for every thousand. But like, thanks to modern medicine... Many are able to quickly recover after their first treatment, 
and they go on to live healthy lives. Like, it's rare for children to have it, and it's even more rare for adults to have it. Okay. So, like, that's something kind of keep in mind with the creatures kind of being, like, older people, like children to adults. So, now, though this is a possible explanation at first glance, and it is a big part of the legend, it doesn't explain how the melon heads are able to move so quickly. One of the effects of hydrocephalus is the poor coordination and balance, which results in problems with walking. And people will say how their feet are stuck when they try to move. So they'll just, like, be moving, and they kind of feel like they go, like, doll yeah. mode. Well, to be fair... You don't got to be fast to steal a car, you know. <laughs> you just got to be The car smart. was going fast, not them. Um, That's fair. And as we discussed, though, we only have one story of it being fast, and that one trained his ass off for a year. <laughs> so he wasn't fast in the first part of the story. That's fair. So, like... So it the, stands. Yeah. No, you're right. So these spooky boys are zooming all around the place, car hopping and chasing away local teens, which wouldn't be possible with this untreated medical condition. So I think the medical Maybe. condition like helps with the lore of it, but I think whatever the hell is out there now that are the melon heads are something more than just that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like That yeah, makes sense. To me that makes more sense. But I also think these are more on the ghouly, ghosty side than they are mm -hmm. on the creature side as well. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all I got for for my stuff. All right. Well, I have one more quick little segment. Everyone's favorite, Modern Takes with Ryan. And this week's is more of a homework assignment than anything because there was... Only one single movie about the melon heads in existence, and it was just made by a couple guys. Like it's not a high quality movie. It was it, it was okay. It was it was I'm gonna say it was good. Okay. Um shout out to uh Dake Dake Lissack. I hope I said your name right for being or Dunn Lissack, sorry, for being the only guy out there making a melon head movie. But I mean it was it was like a short film made by some friends it wasn't like a high quality movie so my homework assignment is somebody make a, a melon head movie about a melon head training for the 2004 olympics <laughs> and if not you know i'll be forever disappointed in you uh yeah so the, if that is not someone's senior capstone yeah i was just i was actually just surprised for it being like kind of like a scary folklore cryptid type thing like there was nothing like movie wise that's a really fair point because i feel this is one of the few that have a really good base to go off yeah. of. you know what yeah, i mean it'd be easy like you can like, do a lot with it you can do you can make it slasher see mm -hmm. i've been watching too much horror movies because of you because i'm like ooh, you can make it like a slasher and then there's a like great the, slasher film. Yeah, this would be a really good one. And then they're like chasing through the cars. It's like a camp theme. That mm -hmm. would be so good for this one. See? <sighs> so don't let us down. Somebody please make a melonhead movie so when we redo this episode in two years. 
Um, if you do we have it, more to talk we, about. we will show up and we can be in it. Yeah, like that's I'd love how... to be in your Melonhead movie. You didn't kill me in the first three minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you probably will because neither of us are actors. So you're like, damn, we can't have these people in our movie for very long. <laughs> you were like, this is a great idea, but we're not having her say no. shit. <laughs> It will be my second cryptid movie I've been in. <laughs> so, you know, my IMBD, IMDB, whatever it is, started to get a little long. Um, really, really. But yeah, no, genuinely, I was, I was genuinely surprised that there was just nothing. No books, no movies, no TV shows. Like, so a bit of a, a bit of a letdown on the modern take. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> You want to tell us a little bit about what it was like? Did you watch it? Um, I I watched it in like two times speed because <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time. But it was like it was definitely shot on just like a handheld camera. I, I read about the guy. He was inspired by like old silent films. So it was very uh the color you see on the screen, like the sepia tint. It was sepia. There was three actors in the whole thing um yeah again it was it was it was good it was fun but um yeah we, just, we need a high budget movie it was just a low budget like some dudes making a film we are alluring our alluring psa is you y'all get on some melon head horror movie thing yeah. going you know that that's the great thing with modern takes is it's anything modern. You know what I mean? So this is like yeah. you guys listen and you go, wow, I feel so inspired by Sonic the Melonhead. And you make something with that. It's true. They did. I guess, yeah, technically that's the modern take is they there was actually a live action high budget movie <laughs> called Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog that came out a few years ago. About the Appalachian Melonhead named Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you listen to the director commentary and he gets really into the folklore of it. <laughs> yeah. I could go the same I did last time. Jimmy Neutron. He's a Melonhead. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Wow. Well, it's still cool that like people are making stuff. But yeah, I wish there was a little bit more stuff with this one. Yeah. I just feel it. It's su it has such good base a story you know yeah again shout out dunlisic productions it was it was fun um I, I don't want people to think like oh i watched it and it was it was bad no it was it was it was fun it was good we just need a high budget version of melonheads <laughs> he just needs some more money <laughs> yeah that's all he needs is a little bit more yeah. But, uh, yeah, should we get to our, oh, wait, not alignment chart, announcements, and then alignment chart. Mm-hmm. Let's do our announcements. Um, so, oh, we talked about this in the ad, so I'll just bring it up real quick. Y'all should, y'all, y'all should, um, that was a weird voice crack. <laughs> y'all should go check out our shop if you haven't checked it out in a minute. Mm-hmm. I now am selling prints that I print from my cozy little studio place that I'm at. So you can get art prints from illustrations we've done mailed to you, which is like super cool. So go check that out. Um, 
another thing, um, Ryan, Ryan doesn't know this because this has been back end stuff. So I'll kind of go through these, this really quickly. Um, the newsletter is back. I have figured out how to schedule it ahead of time. <laughs> so I'm very excited. And I just want to say thank you for all the artists that have reached out and are letting me feature you in the newsletter. Uh, I think we got artists for like the next year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. My I have notifications on for our Instagram. <laughs> And when you posted that post, I like I went to bed and I woke up the next day and it said like 65 like Instagram notifications or something. I was like, oh my goodness, it was awesome. No, it's so great. So like in scene I that two I, artists commented on it. I don't know if, if they submitted. No, but like all of them did. And it was so great. And in doing that, like, cause I was like, I wanna like have like the whole point of a lorry like when i first started this like this is before ryan uh it was in the midst of the chaos of covid and i wanted mm -hmm. to do something where it was just kind of a break from everything and like stories were like always like that for me and i was like well what can i do that's just not me reading a story because i'm like my voice acting skills aren't what's holding the show together you know what i mean what? <laughs> so i was like oh i could do like facts and stuff about like creatures and like a little story here and there but like the whole point of it is so people could like have a break from all the chaos and like sit yeah. down and do something creative while they listen like that's why our vibes are kind of chaotic calm and funny all at the same time and like Ryan knows it and we used to do it where we were doing like an artist challenge with each episode and I would shout them out but it just took so much work and I was like I don't have time to be like shouting out these people like I want to yeah but after doing that post and realizing how much people like I feel like a lot more people are into folklore now yeah. Like there was a change in You're the wind. <laughs> which is because of Ryan, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, um there was like a change in the wind. So we're gonna start doing on our Discord of each episode. I'll post an art challenge and it'll just be like based off the episode we do. And you'll have like two weeks if you wanna draw something, we'll post it up. Like everyone on our Discord will see it. You can link it to your social channels. I don't care. Yeah. Like if it breaks one of our rules we'll take it down but like yeah <laughs> we don't got a lot of rules so <laughs> no do whatever you want you know we're, we're not your parents yeah we're we're your camp counselors so we're just like Look, have a few rules but like we let a lot pass you know the what more I mean? people that submit photos the more google is gonna like use our photos in the google image well not our photos but everyone's image in the, in the google photos so if you want your cryptid smut on the first page of google probably submit it you know we probably can't show it on youtube but we can for sure show it on discord like. yeah no that's a very great point and the other thing too is um i will be adding an artist shout out page on our website for people that make fan art of our podcast mm -hmm. because i've gotten a few pieces and i want to like shout it out <laughs> so once i get a few more enough where i could put like 10 on a thing 
then I will make that page. So like go to our discord. If you draw us as a stick figure, like I would love to see it. Ryan would love to see it. I'll probably frame it. Cause that's my personality. I'll go right on the fridge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right next to my wedding invitations. <laughs> uh, Kimmy wants stick man. I want the thickest frog man you can draw. So, anyway, <laughs> three C's at least uh, six. minimum. <laughs> Three's not enough. <laughs> it's never enough. So, um. So anyway, I know that was a long tangent during the announcements, but um, yeah, Alor the art challenges are coming back. There's a lot of amazing artists on our newsletter. You can join our newsletter by going to our website, alluring.com. You can join our Discord. The best place to find all our links are on alluring.com or alluring.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. But yeah, I just, I'm trying to go back to the art roots because that's why I started the show. That's why I do an illustration with each one. And it just feel feels right, you know? And um. then... Our last I, announcement. Oh, sorry. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one. Yes, if, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like Please. to thank our community for having just such class, culture, um, sensibility, oh. sense of smell. Just everybody in this community is just so cultured, um, and that is because. Um, <laughs> my candle <laughs> um won for um best candle in our recent candle sale um you know it was expected i'm gonna be honest um yeah i don't don't know what else to say about that except that shit smells so good <laughs> um kimmy's was good too but you know i got a second Look, look, Kimmy is more talented than me and like hate every single other aspect of my life. So me actually winning something, I was like, it, it, it meant a lot, you know, something creative. It's like <laughs> I, need, you, I needed it. <laughs> it's like when you beat your older sibling mm -hmm. at like a video game and you're like, fuck yeah, you know, yeah. like I get it and I understand. And you know, Ryan, so if you missed out on the candle cell, you really missed out because that <laughs> just smells so good. Yeah, I have like, I think like four extras because we oh. did like, a, we actually did a pretty big batch, me and my mom. And those will be sold at shows. And I only have one cent of yours left. Ooh. <laughs> so, I then, wonder why. And then two of the <laughs> others. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not hurt at all. <laughs> I feel I made the label, and that's yeah. good enough, and it's fine. Yep. And it didn't kill me inside as I packaged <laughs> each order and saw the disgusting amount of cryptid campfire <laughs> that was voted. Look, you throw some rum and some wood smells, <laughs> you got yourself a candle. The worst part is as I was doing it, I had your candle lit. And I was like, can't mm -hmm. be mad because it smells so damn good. <laughs> it smells so good. I was so proud of it. I was like, I'm not even going to tell him till the episode because I don't want yeah. him to be like, hmm. 
I'd been I'd been gloating nonstop <laughs> everywhere for I'm, weeks. I'd get the midnight message. It's like that candle's smelling yeah. extra nice right now. Can we? <laughs> My room has a, a bit of a, a bit of a vanilla rum smell right now. It's <laughs> probably the best candle I've ever smelled. But no, it was that that was so much fun. Um, Ryan and I making the candles. It, it went way better than we thought. And my mom has her candle business right now. I just finished yeah. her logo, which is really exciting. So we're getting her all set up with that. But um, we may be doing like a Krampus one in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so. Candle, I, the actual candle making part itself, like, but the scent making part. That's the, that's the that's, part. I, if I could just do that all the time, I would. If that well, we will be doing, this will be one of the things we'll do it. I don't know how long we will we'll do it right, but if we do it, it will be like one here and it will be like a one drop kind of yeah. thing. And pre the pre-orders were great. Like, I think that was one of the best ways we could do it too. Yeah. And uh, shout out on the packaging because I live in the desert and it's been not pushing a hundred degrees every day. Yeah. And of course, the day the candle gets delivered, the mailman forgot to put the key to the package part of our mailbox in the mailbox. So it sat in the mailbox for three days. Really? Perfectly, perfectly fine. Really? Oh, thank mm -hmm. the leaf even, was still fine, even too. Email. No, it was perfectly fine. I was shocked. I, I had I had your candle and a vinyl record in the mail. And I was like, both of them are done. Like they're, they're both gonna melt. And both were fine. You know, oh, I was man. I was shocked. I am so happy. I spent hours researching how to package something for the heat. Cause I yeah. was like how can I do this but make it look cute? Yeah. <laughs> no, you nailed it. I mean, that's as good uh, experiment as you could get is sitting in the mailbox <laughs> for three days in the desert sun. Yeah, I. And it's a it's a soy coconut blend. So like, she yeah. gonna melt. So I was. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just expecting to open my mailbox and it just smells so good. But <laughs> Yeah, but not per perfectly fine. Oh, I'm so happy to hear. Well, anyway, yeah. those announcements were long, but a lot of yeah. it was just thanking you guys, letting you know that the art challenges are coming back. And man, we just fucking appreciate you all. Like, thank you yeah. for giving us a platform to do this stuff. We love yeah. you all for it. All, all right. right, let's do our alignment chart. <laughs> Did I, why did it wait what where did it go danger wait, present oh presented wait, by Ohio? Our, where did our alignment our alignment card's not in here for some reason kimmy i put kimmy. No, no, i got it i got it don't worry don't worry kimmy you're the one with three screens the over there. I, I just said i just said for some reason this is ryan to me this is him telling me he hasn't placed his alignment yet Oh, no, I 100% did. It's just for some reason not showing up in the going on here. You know, file. this is because he spent so long gloating about the candle. Yeah. That he can't. The Lauren Alive chart just disappeared. <laughs> Let me try this. I'm going to delete all those. And then I'm going to add just oh, I can... this one. Oh, wait. I'll just do the Jeopardy music. What is there it? Is. Da, da. Oh, for some reason, like, it was in there. It just wouldn't let me change to it. I don't know why. <laughs> it was like, nope. 
Nope. Yeah. Gotta be quicker than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, it feels nice to agree with you after so long. Yeah, and mine's actually, like, under yours. I just right. put it a little so that it was, like, showing up. But, I mean, they killed the dog in the, in the very first story. <laughs> so I instantly was just like, <laughs> You were like, we're just going to bring that all yeah. the way now, down. The, tra- the single track star Melonhead who committed his life to running and not murder, lawful good. Okay. But every other Melonhead, chaotic evil. You know, I'd actually put him not lawful good. I'd put him more chaotic good. That's fair, you but know, good nonetheless. Because I feel anyone He's that trying to go to the Olympics, yeah, anyone that finds joy in running just has to have a little chaos burning That's behind fair. their yeah, eyes. Yeah, there's nothing lawful about that. Yeah, so we agree. You're right. Chaotic, chaotic good for the track star Melonhead. Chaotic evil for the dog killing one. Yeah, so we've decided chaotic evil Melonheads, except the track star. Um, yeah, yeah. wow, it's just nice to agree. Yeah, you know. I'm trying to think well, what our next episode is. That may change as quickly, but you know, it, it probably will. It, it's nice. It's nice for a moment to just sit here and yeah. be on the same page. To be at the same campfire on the same page. It's just <laughs> it's just a little refreshing now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we got to do our our takeaways. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, man, I had such a good one earlier. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I I have one. Um, okay, you go ahead. I am not a vampire, but give Dracula drive a chance. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, hmm. I was quick with that too. <laughs> Man, yeah, this week, you know. Hmm. Let me just typing over there. Oh, yeah, so, um, I, so I don't have to remember it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we talked about Dr. Crow. Was it something with him? No, no I'm, I'm just going to say, um, you know, if, if you want to be fast, you know, you got to train for it. If, if you were one day chasing a group of girls out of your house and you're just too <laughs> damn slow for them, and, you know, they're trespassing <laughs> on your territory... Train for a whole damn year straight, and you'll 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 get fast enough. Don't chase girls, you guys. Well, don't chase them in general, but if they're breaking and entering, and you're trying to get them off your property, you know, like not just girls, just people in general, you know. How can we, Ryan? These have to be like at least at max sentence. You're giving me a whole story. Um. <laughs> Train Ryan. up like a blue Gennard or something? No, um, Rocky Montage. Just Rocky Montage. <laughs> if you need to train Rocky Montage, you only got a year. <laughs> if, you, if you need to train Rocky Montage. <laughs> yep. Damn, I had such a good one, and I literally was like, that's funny, and it's just gone. We, we can give it a second. I really, no, I know lie. you have it in you. We talked no. We talked about location. We talked about, like, Crybaby Bridge. We talked about stupid teenagers. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's gone. Wow. I, I don't know. That's it, all right. 
We talked about locations. I'm going to be listening to the episode on Wednesday, and I'm going to remember it, and I'll post it on Discord. We had science <laughs> or the church. No, it was early on. I don't know. Man, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. going with mine. It, you know, train. Train, train like a rocky, rocky mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? This has still been great. You'll remember it tonight once you're laying in bed, and then yeah. you can. Yeah, uh, I'm it. definitely gonna wake up at 3 a.m. and go. <laughs> <laughs> if it's really that good, you'll hear an edit at the end of this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna just be a really bad voiceover. <laughs> you just send it to Chris. You're like, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been alluring. You have just the most alluring day. Go fast. <laughs> or praise Dale, raise hell. Something like that. <laughs> and then we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Loring, go check out our website, Loring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.